Here we go! It is Wednesday. This is Why Libertarian. Uh, if you are returning or if you are brand new, this is the show where uh, basically we just talk shit about liberty. Um, so I'm Matt. Uh, as usual, like, comment, subscribe, share, notification bell, retweet, get this out there. Um, I will also throw my uh, link tree scroll on the bottom. Remember, I am on the blockchain as much as possible. So if you are not there, uh, definitely get there. And if you don't know how to get there, check out the video that I did on YouTube. That was basically a one-hour one walkthrough of how to get onto the Hive blockchain and all the wonderful social media stuff that they got going on there. So that being said, really quick intro today because we have an awesome freaking guest uh, today. A uh, already his reputation precedes him tower gang for life bro um <laughs> a member of the tower gang host of the no way jose uh podcast and vlog jose galisan what's going on jose not a whole lot just chilling what's up <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're you're chilling in the uh the ac less air going on yep, there <laughs> yep. here in florida my ac broke yesterday and the ac guy isn't going to be out here till friday so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, some people pay to go to the sauna. You just have to wake up. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, um, all right. So anyone who is not familiar with you, who are you? I am Jose Galison. I, uh, I have the No Way Jose podcast, like you said. That's basically the gist. I mean, I do some stuff on Tower Gang every now and then. On Like, they, like uh, I was one of the, I mean, I know, we, we, we call it... Um, we had like Alpha Squad, which is the first group of tower gangers that were people actually yeah. tower ganging. And then like I was, I don't know, like we said like beta or like backup or whatever. And like I was like one of those. And we're the ones who started up a podcast and we kind of have like a rotating thing. So there's a podcast there too that I'm on sometimes. Mm. But I don't know. I'm mostly just like, yeah, I just have my own podcast. I do usually do about two episodes a week. I'm usually lazy and reuse stuff like this and use as my episode, pull a Tom Woods, you know, and just reuse, <laughs> you know, shit. But, you know. I 
<laughs> work, work smarter, not harder. It's, it's yeah. always a great mantra. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, like, it's like whatever. You get other people's stuff out to different audiences and stuff, you know, cross-promote type deal. So I, what, what, got you into the, what got you into the content game? Like, were you always someone who liked to kind of like, you know, put on a show or did something else kind of push you in that direction? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a kind of a long, convoluted story. It's funny. Uh, the guy you, you know, in the bottom who said hashtag Tower Gang, that was Rogue. He was actually the one who kind of, in a sense, got me started. There you go. There he is again. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he kind of sort of pulled me along this route because he, he initially started a group called the Liberty Movement on uh, Facebook. And it was like hmm. kind of picked up steam during uh, like the, around the beginning of COVID and stuff. And uh, it was kind of like uh, the whole concept of that was it was supposed to be like like a cultural non-political space for liberty and it was like the idea was like to unite kind of deal and like the, our theory there was that you know we could unite around culture as opposed to the politics so mm. and it, we kind it kind of spurred out from there and like so i started the liberty movement youtube channel which was going to be like a, a kind of like a rotating cast of shows um and then from there i like to to kind of support that i started my own show yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a whole long convoluted thing, but basically that's, yeah, it, it kind of, COVID kind of dragged me, dragged me into it. I'd been kind of sort of want to do for a while. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I like to talk. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love you talk about like culture because I think there's a lot of people that like get wrapped up in the whole Liberty thing because whatever they get drawn into politics. They're like, they get a little black pill or whatever. They're like, this is all bullshit, right? Like, they're like, let's see what the libertarians are doing and some of these crazy um, anarchists that are part of the libertarian movement. Uh, and they're like, all right, that sounds good, awesome. And then they like, they start shit posting on Twitter and they're like, okay, well, then that's the end of it, right? Like, I'm going to save the world by shit posting on Twitter. Um, but really, it's the culture thing, right? Like, you can't just uh, run a campaign and then, like, magic all of a sudden, like, you know, politics fixes it all. If anything, being libertarian is the exact opposite of that. It's like living as if politics doesn't exist and then the politics will take care of itself. But I love that you talk about culture. So like you've, you've kind of like created a little community. Do you have one? So like you definitely have one virtually, right? Tower Gang and, and kind of the crew that listens and watches you. But do you have one uh, like where you immediately are like in real life as well? Sort of. Uh, the, like I said, the Liberty Movement thing, it kind of took on multiple forms and we kind of created chapters. Uh, yeah. It's kind of dialed back a little bit since we don't have the uh, the energy of the couve as much now. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still a thing, but it's not like it was, you know. Mm. Uh, but so it's done in a little bit, but a few places had some like fairly active chapters and I'm in Florida and we had a fairly decent chapter. We did, we've done one meetup. We kind of have another meetup kind of in the, in the, you know, still in the ether, you know, that yeah. we're working on eventually, hopefully pull off. We were talking about, and I already got it confirmed to be, he'd be down for it with Sal Mayweather. We were going to do like a 3d printing slash like, uh, God, was it uh, like slash like crypto workshop type thing, you know, I love that. hang out. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we have that. So he's like, I got to meet a lot of people locally. So that that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely kind of gotten to know people around me more. It's pulled me more into the culture. I just did an episode last night with uh, the da Daggerist uh, from mm -hmm. like Agris Nexus, and we we met at a uh, at the Soho Forum event too. So there were kind of kind of that that going on. I don't know. It's it, it once you kind of start moving that way, you start meeting people and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. I've been saying for the past like year, do something. I mean, I mean. There definitely is some credence to like the online shit. Like that is yeah. like that is part of our culture in a sense, and and like shitting on blue checks is kind of you know helps helps loosen the uh, the 
was it the myth of authority you know yeah. like if, if i'm like it, making fun of biden it's like people can you know people who buy into that like you know, the illusion of authority kind of pulls them a little bit away from that when they're like, ha yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. It's also a form of therapy, right? Like all those, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's either that or throw something at the TV is basically what it comes down to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I completely agree with that. Like the whole, like, just do something aspect of it, I think is, it's, it's really important right now um, because like there's tons of people that are pissed because of COVID. The question is whether or not they actually move to action and do something about it. And I'm not talking about political campaigns or any of that shit. I'm talking more about like the cultural side, like you're talking about, you know, like 3D printing workshops and like advocating for actual liberty and stuff like that. Um, but so I let me ask you really quickly, if anyone goes to watch any of your other videos, they're going to hear this and I will tell you, go to No Way Jose on YouTube or I think you're also on most of the podcasting platforms yeah. as well, right? I listen to No Way Jose. You'll you'll hear this in detail, but you come at this from a military service member perspective. Um, how did you get to liberty coming from, you know, the armed services basically? Uh, I mean, when I joined it, it wasn't something I thought deeply about. I was kind of just like a Fox News conservative. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember who I talked about this recently, but we were talking about like the biggest thing that kind of got me into it was having a commute because uh, yeah. I, I had about an hour drive for the longest time to work every day. And so, I, I mean, for the longest time, I listened to music, but after a while, I started listening to like podcasts and stuff. And yeah. being like the Fox News conservative type, I kind of started like with like Ben Shapiro. And then from there, like I went to like the David Rubin. And then, you know, like I think from, I mean, I could probably come up with more. Like I think Crowder definitely was in the mix. And then like kind of like you can kind of see the progression from there. And I think I started to listen to Rogan at one point. And then mm -hmm. Rogan is a great jumping off point to like meet to like listen to other people and stuff. And I think that's where I found Dave, if I'm if I'm correct. So I found mm -hmm. Dave Smith and Dave Smith is probably the big one. So I like listened to him for like a, probably two or three years before he like, I mean, like at that point, I was already like a what I would consider like a, I don't know, probably like a full blown minarchist, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, I know I know a lot of anarchists get about heard about that. And like that can mean a million things like Stalin was a minarchist technically. But you yeah. all know what I mean when I say that I'm an anarchist now. But like it took a while before Dave finally kind of like pushed me over because I rode that fence for a while and it, he kind of was always talking about anatomy of state and I read anatomy of state and that's what pushed me over. Because the big thing for me was like I recognized that the, that like the government is an institution or just, you know, coercion in general is evil. But I was yeah. of the belief that it was necessary. So it was just yeah. dispelling that myth of necessary. And then, yeah. Yeah. No, that's I I think that's a. um it's a, like it's not not everyone has the same path, but that is a very typical story like you would hear of a lot of people say like they came from either the left or the right. They got like their foundation kind of like cr like taken out from under them. Right. And so that's what brought them to kind of like more the, the libertarian world. And so even in coming to the libertarian world, they didn't even get red pilled like they had to come here before they got red pilled. And then there's like this progression where it's like red pill, black pill, and then anarchist, whether it's black pilled anarchist or white pilled anarchist, that just like ends up being the, the general, you know, water slide that you go down. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Dave Smith? Uh, potentially running for the presidency. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna do this to me, huh? Yeah, no, it's funny. Anyone, anyone knows me, you know, I'm, I'm an agorist. So, like, yeah, I mean, not that I'm necessarily like, I, I, when I say that, I don't mean that I'm like, oh, these are my box of like, this is what I believe, and I'm like, not 
that's just like if I'm going to describe the beliefs that I've come to, that's probably the best thing. I have minor differences probably here and there. But for the most yep. part, I don't actually agree that politics is the way to go. I think I think personally, my thing is like I don't take the perspective that I know a lot of people take like voting is immoral or shit like that. I'm I'm not that kind of person. I more just think I I think it through and I just feel like tactically long term I don't think it works out personally. I yeah. could be wrong. I mean this is a tactical discussion. I I I think it takes us the wrong way personally. I would rather convince people not to vote or or just be a, a you know a, an individualist and do my own shit and then hopefully maybe people will take an example of that you know yeah but so i think at best my personal opinion is at best like political involvement is a neutral like you're probably mm-hmm. like you're you're just wasting your time and at worst i think it's moving us backwards but i generally don't usually try to cause problems cuz i know this is where a lot of like and i, I know there's a bad like taste in people's mouth of like anarchists who are like against like political involvement that yeah. people always think we're like assholes i generally try to avoid it because even then like i feel like mathematically it kind of doesn't fucking matter so like who cares <laughs> so like and i don't really feel like and I, I also do think there is i do i can see the utility if you're operating on like say you really genuinely think we have a short timetable i can yeah. see how political involvement in that perspective like you could like on, on a short time scale, how it could be useful. Like yeah. if you're like, Hey, you know, we're going to hell in a handbasket and this is all we got. Like we got to do something. Sure. And I, I kind of do think we're going to hell in a handbasket, but at the same time, I feel like the argument for political involvement is always, we're going to hell in a handbasket. So it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of hard to tell. The, you know? the world's going to end. <laughs> Listen to me. I know what's best. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Even before COVID, it was like, that was the argument. Like we're going to shit. And like, and while I am like, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I, it's also like I could be wrong. And I, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm more, I would more push people just not get involved at all. And yeah. I mean, I have a theory about how the future is going. going and I, I think we're going to like, I don't know, 50 plus years. I think it's going to be more like, uh, how, how to put it. Like, have you, um, have you heard any of the agenda 2030 type stuff? I, some of it. Yeah. Like, I know that. I know that we're on agenda 2020 and now mm. it's been pushed to agenda 2030 to some some extent now. Yeah. Well, I'm not like huge into the like that specific part of it, but I do yep. think that is probably the kind of way we're moving. And I know a big part of that is that like we're going to have like these like smart cities in the future and it's going to be like these hubs of like, you know, and it's like for them it sounds like a utopia, but for us we're like holy shit, that's like yep. a dystopia. Like that sounds awful. But I think history rhymes and this when I when I first heard about this it really reminded me a lot of honestly kind of a few things a handful of things I've been reading but the one of the big things from history remind me of uh, I don't know if you ever read James C. Scott against the grain and how he went into how the how the first states were formed and how they were formed around agriculture and a big theme of that book was how like the first states were formed around the advent of agriculture and the state kind of founded itself around the fertile areas and what ended up happening is like the state stamped its area and that like the fertile agriculture areas. And then people who would be, I mean, obviously not necessarily anarchists, but something more along those lines where they'd be tribal communities, what have you, you know, the savages of the time, you know, they, they kind of set up around the outskirts and the less fertile areas, which in for anyone would think they would probably do worse because like, that's not like where things grow well and stuff, but they, they hunted, they scat, they, they, uh, what's the word where you like pick, Whatever scavenged, they, yeah, gathered, gathered, gathered. Yeah, I'm gonna think of the word later, but it's like when you just grab plants from outside and eat that shit. But, yeah. <laughs> but, 
But like, yeah, they they were doing that kind of stuff. And if you look at the fossil records and stuff, they looks like they actually were doing better. But yeah. history doesn't tell their tale. And I think that's kind of it's in a weird way history rhymes. And like it would seem like, hey, this like state area is going to do really well. You know, that's like where they have like, you know, whether it be the agriculture or whether it be the smart city. Like, oh, that sounds nice and flashy. But it's like, but really, like, is it going to be the savages or is it going to be the, you know, for modern day terms, like the hicks and the out in the rural areas? You know, like, yeah. I think if you're that hick in that rural area, I think you might do better. And I think that's kind of where it's going. It also reminds me a lot of like Konkin's, uh how he thinks Agra's revolution kind of goes down and how the state is almost like it recedes into like bubbles as it dies. So, mm-hmm. but where they stamp down their power, almost like little North Korea's, if you will, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I kind of see that going forward and I would rather just convince people to, you know, start moving that way, whether it's, you know, move, move to the country, move to a bread state or whether it's, you know, start applying, becoming more, becoming less dependent on the state, which that kind of ties in the military thing. That's actually yeah. you know, a lot of people like to like bring up like, oh, you're like, because I brought up that I'm trying to get out of the military and they'd be like. Everyone, I feel like, is immediately assuming, like, oh, it's because you're an ANCAP. No, I'm I'm no hero. I'm not going to lie. I've been an ANCAP for years now. Yeah. I was just kind of biting my teeth, like, gritting my teeth and pushing through. I mean, I'm a mechanic. So it's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I it's immoral. I think what I do is immoral. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a little sterner-asking that it fucking pays the bills. But, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, now seeing the way things are now – I think that if you are dependent on the state, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I think that kind of plays into the way things are going. Like you look at the stimmies and stuff like, what is that? That is the state trying to make people dependent on them. So, and I think that, you know, I mean, it's a whole bunch of things at once, but yeah. To that end. um, So like, just to kind of cycle back to like, to Dave Smith or whoever ends up running, I would say to your point, I, I agree. Like if, if, if a political party like the Libertarian Party thinks they're going to affect change by electing someone who's higher up the food chain, they're wrong. It's not going to happen because even, even Dave has talked about this in prior podcasts, and you've probably heard this. He was like, yeah. look, if it ever got to the point where we were legitimately contending to win one of these races, like someone would get killed. Like that's what would happen. They 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 have too much control and too much power driving Dallas into this, right? Yeah, exactly, right. And so, so the the answer is, I think that the the way that it becomes a positive isn't if it's thought of as a political campaign. If it's more of thought about just as a uh, a you know Bullhorn. global yeah. microphone, right? That mm-hmm. gets given to the person, and then they can like try and shift at least part of the people's thinking get that overton window a little bit closer back to what reality should be as opposed to you know some of this other stuff but to your point i i don't think that means that you necessarily have to uh stay invested in the system to do it right like i i agree with you i think that people should be doing as much as they can to starve the beast right and you know uh basically uh try and uh, take their kids out of school uh, essentially barter, try and, you know, trade and do transactions away from centralized eyes and authority. I think all of that stuff would also, you know, actually help uh, undermine the the influence, like you said. And then then they might actually retreat into those, like, you know, uh, you know, technologically, you know, centralized cities. And then, like, the rest of us rubes and hicks can just live our own life out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Yeah, like, I, w- I want to hint that I, I honestly probably should have 
attacked that. I'm not attacked, but because uh, uh, I knew that like that is the ultimate thing. And I feel like a lot of people when they when they go after this argument of like utilizing the politics, they don't they skate around that because I do feel like that is the hard question. Like, is it useful as a bullhorn for liberty? And I have a few different things that I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Because, I mean, if, if I am wrong, Dave Smith and the Mises Caucus are the perfect ones for it. But yeah. I do, kind of don't think I am. Like, so I, I have probably like three main ones. I mean, I'll probably end up forgetting one or, or slipping up. But the, the one of them is, I think what we're doing is, I mean, or not we, but like it, people doing this are building up a platform for the f- fucking blue-pilled pussies to take over later. Mm. I, and I think this is how this works. This energy, you have these periods where you have this like pure, like, like we're going to do shit, like, like stuff like this. Cause like, I don't get me wrong. It's hard for me, even me to not get caught up in it and be like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. but I think it's like, this is where it drives like, you know, the movement, you know, to, to keep, you know, to build up that platform. And I think what inevitably is going to happen, cause I honestly, I don't even think it's really in our nature to consistently do shit like this. So I think yeah. inevitably that energy is going to die out. Like yeah. the people who were initially in it, whether it be like some people like me who were typically non-voting anarchists, I think over time are going to end up like receding back. And it's going to inevitably, because I think like the minarchist or the, you know, essentially what I, I make fun of them as being centrist, the blue-pilled libertarians, like yeah. I think they're just centrists. Like yeah. honestly, I do. Like I think they stand for nothing. Like – but I, I think inevitably what we're doing is we're setting up something for them to take over later and to to use it in a malicious fashion. I could yeah. be wrong, but I just that's I just don't I see that being more in their nature to handle something this is bureaucratic shit, and it's not really in ours. Like the ones who agree with our message. I yeah. also think the message kind of gets lost for a lot of people. I, I so I think for a lot of people they kind of get they they lose the message gets lost in translation. So I don't think a lot of people get that we're like, hey, you know, fuck the stay. And what they get is, oh, oh, look, look how we can affect change through policies or, or this yeah. or that. And because they see this energy and they get all caught up in it, you know, because yeah. I mean, I've been there. And the third one, which I actually haven't even thought of until Vin brought it up in his in a I don't remember if it was with um, Mark Claire or if it was cl- with Clint. Both were great episodes. Uh, if you haven't watched those ones, um, check me wrong. I have some things I disagree with it, but. He kind of brought up and it made me think of that I don't necessarily think it's healthy for us to be putting all this energy. And as much as I love Dave, like if I'm going to have any idol, honestly, like or any hero or whatever, it's probably Dave. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hurts me to say this yep. because like he is like, like if I'm going to put like anyone who has the biggest influence in my political thinking it was Dave. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if it's healthy for us to be putting this, all this energy, all our eggs in one basket, essentially, if you will. Because mm. I think that is how you corrupt a movement. And I'm not saying Dave is going to do that necessarily. But Vin kind of brought up a point, And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of bullshitting here. But, you know, like, say the feds come and say, hey, here's a few million. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Dave, at the end of the day, is a person. I'm not, I don't know what way he'll go or not. I, I, I think he'd probably be like, fucking eat a dick. But yeah. like, but if they're like, hey, you know, here's some pictures of your kid. Here's five million. Like, it's a mm. different story. I'll fucking take the five million at that point. <laughs> you know, like I know I would. So, yeah. like, well, you raise you raise a good point. Is it's it's antithetical to build up this gigantic, like, or what would need to be gigantic machinery, right? To basically go to go to war with 
these two establishment parties that are essentially, you know, um, it, it's completely analogous to the Middle East, right? Like uh, in Afghanistan, right? Like they didn't say, oh, we have to have as many military and as much, you know, as technologically advanced weaponry and stuff like that. They basically like dipped and dodged and they were like, look, we're just going to go where you aren't. And, you know, we're going to pick at you and essentially just play, like incessantly run you ragged. Um, and so to your point, I, I actually think that is a philosophical um, it's problematic philosophically. Right. Like, what are we going to do? Create this gigantic machinery in order to, like, win one big race or something like that. And then what happens afterward, right? Does some despot come in and take it over and then use it, you know, to their will, which will not be what you and I and everyone else who kind of thinks like us, you know, really wants it to actually end up doing, right? Um, and so that that is kind of interesting. It's like a, uh, um, a, not a paradox, but it's just like something that is, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily seem congruent, you know, so yeah. to speak. I, I would love him to stand up and just be like, look, I don't want to win. Yeah, <laughs> like, which I think he will, honestly. But yeah. here's the here's the thing, though. Like, I, I I'm now I'm just thinking of this. If I'm gonna make any predictions, if I think if Dave Smith gets a nomination, he will probably have the highest percentage of any fucking Libertarian Party person ever. I, I think he will. But then, what's the next logical conclusion? What happens after that? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what an accurate percentage for something to be really high for a Libertarian Party because I mean, yeah. shit, like two percent is fucking high for us. But like. I don't know. You you probably pay attention to politics more than I can. I don't know. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. If we get like a high percentage, what is going to happen the next go around? Well, they're going to they're going to you know what's going to happen. The, I, a ton of money is going to come into the system, and that's when like I agree with you. You you're really going to run the risk of corruption internally within that yeah. party. Which this is this ironic thing because I remember I remember the debate between Dave and Sarwak forever ago. Like they kind of had this like debate of like whether the it should be the messaging should be pure and to mm. to like essentially drive people, or if should, the messaging should be essentially milk toast to appeal to a broader audience to get more votes. But I actually think and this is the thing I've said uh, plenty of times. I think principled and pragmatic are actually kind of the same thing, and pragmatic is just this like bullshit misnomer that people use and are just playing semantic games and they yeah. think they're being pragmatic when they're not so i yeah. actually think that like a fierce message of what dave is going to have was actually will drive more votes but the problem is what is the takeaway people get from that look at the look how look what we can do we should get more votes blah 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 and then we just end up falling right back into the same fucking thing you know yeah. what i mean you see how that like process works i mean i, I could be wrong i mean it's yeah. just how i thought i, I just feel I, like you know I would say I, I agree with you in terms of if the push is going to be get someone elected or get someone as high a percentage of the vote as the president, um, I agree with you. I think that is building a system that is, is just begging to be co-opted or corrupted, right? I would say what more appeals to me would be someone who stood out in front of the party and said, look, our job isn't to get a president elected. It's not to get a senator elected. It's not even to get a governor elected. It's to get as many council people elected as possible so that they can basically make their towns sanctuaries for all of this stuff that you and I hold dear and then tell the feds in the state to fuck off, right? Like, I think that would be a much better message. And I think it would be, I, I mean, it would still end up being a larger organization, but then at least it's not centralized, right? Like, then it's decentralized. You're basically, uh, you know, depending on 
more local subunits as opposed to some overarching giant party that just kind of sucks all of the money and power to itself, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, that's probably preferable. I mean, so, yeah. like, I, I don't think it's, I mean, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's just like a constitutional republic is preferable to democracy. But, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I guess it's preferable to do go that route. I mean, but I, I think what, it's what almost would, kind of inevitable we will eventually kind of break apart like that. But, yeah. Let me ask you this question. What would your ideal amount of government be? Absolutely zero, or would you be okay with some level of local voluntary government? Uh, I would prefer zero, but I mean, okay, well, volunteer, okay, well, never mind. I, I kind of was, I didn't listen to the last part. Voluntary government. But the thing, uh, I guess I would want a voluntary government. I guess it depends on what that means, because a voluntary mm. government is kind of an oxymoron in terms, in a sense. So, sure, if you have an oxymoron, or not oxymoron, but a, a fucking uh, voluntary government, sure, I mean, then I'll just, if I don't like it anymore, I'll opt out. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I guess because I by that point it's not really a government, but sure, I I, I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of like a, I don't know, like it's like yeah. a married bachelor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very much. It's like a word salad that I use to try and explain my position to normies, right? Because yeah. you and I know that if there was voluntary government on the local level, none of us would participate. Like that's that's the idea, but. To, for me to explain it to normies, I have to be like, well, look, I want local government, but I want it to be voluntary. So I get to say whether I opt in or opt out. With them, I don't think many of them are going to make that logical step to be like, oh, well, no one's going to opt in. So obviously you're for no government, um, which is, which is, I don't know, maybe it's disingenuous or, or something like that. But that's really like my preferred way of explaining it because some people are just so like, attached to this like you know i need some amount of government like i need some central kind of like you know organization or structure uh to like protect me from everyone else which is a load of bullshit but you know they, they put that mental kind of you know uh, uh you know that mental kind of block on themselves to think that they actually need that shit you know yeah. um, i thought i thought you were getting at if i would prefer uh, if I wanted zero government or some sort of like broken up government, I thought you were getting at the the whole thing of like uh, I think it's Rothbard mentions some shit about like how like we need to have like the abolitionist mindset and that like mm. we will we want it all gone. But at the same time, like by doing that, that ends up inevitably kind of we like yeah we probably won't get that or maybe eventually we will, but we will get something closer to that. But we yeah. never because I feel like when you settle, you end up just getting bullshit, you know? Yeah. But well, I I think you like the 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 agorist approach is also kind of that, with the exception of the fact that the agorist is legitimately endeavoring to remove themselves from politics, right? And so what eventually happens is that person is essentially ungovernable, right? And so the system, however it reacts, will, you know, either cease from bothering that person, or if the system does try and, like, you know, overpower them or whatever, it, it is successful in showing everyone else, like, look, you can't leave. Like, you're stuck. This is a fucking prison. You can't leave, right? Um, so both of them are effective. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, whether the powers that be want to put that message out there or whether or not they just want to kind of like, you know, wipe their hands and be like, oh, this damaged person doesn't want to be a part of civilized society, which obviously is not true. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, I want to no, touch I, on something while I'm thinking of it. You kind of were hitting on, like, I feel like a lot of people with, like, agorism and shit, they'll be like, well, like, they act like we're just ignoring that that shit doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. 
and I, but I, here's the thing though. I actually think being like someone who breaks away from the system, I actually think that has political effects. So mm. like by me not being involved in the system, I think that inevitably actually causes things like, for example, me not being involved in the system, I think probably inevitably causes shit like maybe increases the likelihood of like a balkanization or shit like that. Cause I think them, the, the powers that be realizing they don't have a buy-in causes inevitable effects to happen. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, I mean, we probably can quibble about what those are, but like if they only have 10% of people who buy into that myth that they have some sort of illusory authority, then yeah. it's like, what can you really do with that 10%? Like, you know, like you're treading on thin water here, you know, like, or thin ice. So yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's a hundred percent. Like I'm in agreement with that. I think. I think that the more we can do, and I say there is no we, I'm channeling Spooner, but there is no we, but the more I can do to remove myself from the system, um, the less uh, social proof it gives to the people around me that they have to buy into the system, right? Um, and so that really comes down to that culture piece of it, right? Like if they see someone who has detached themselves as much as possible and they haven't died from malnutrition and you know they can still run a successful business and provide for their family and stuff like that a lot of people start going hmm maybe i don't need to be a part of this system either you know um meanwhile it also takes tax money and and all kinds of other authority away from the centralized governmental power so no i'm on board with a hundred percent of that um side note this is that that point i was driving at is exactly why i think so far biden's my favorite president yeah (laughs) you look at him and how the fuck do you have any illusion of of authority you know like it's so easy like left right like there are people who like even like some of the most like brainwashed people like generally speaking you can actually talk to them one-on-one and if anything they'll just dance around it or try to avoid the question because you're like look at that motherfucker look at him (laughs) (laughs) that's all you don't even have to say that much like listen to him talk look at him it's like and the same kind of goes for trump but if anything it's worse here because at least this guy's just like a senile like i don't know it's just like and like i know a lot of people are freaking out he's doing all these crazy authoritarian shit but i i I do think that is dangerous for the places that the state has a, a, a large foothold on. But mm. I don't think, like I said, going forward, I think in like the rural areas, we're starting to see stuff where I think, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Like nullification stuff will kind of play mm-hmm. into to play into effect in the future. And I think that like the conservatives don't really have any love for Biden. So if he pushes through some crazy gun control, I think there's need to see a lot of places that are like, fuck you. <laughs> I, he, he's been, he's done more to make people rebel than than you know i'll use air quotes than conservatives have done in the last 40 or 50 years right if anything the only thing that conservatives have conserved is people being so pissed off that they opt out or act out against the system right but with biden being in power i, I have the same mindset like people think i'm crazy but i'm like look Biden is the best thing ever because he is literally the full embodiment of what these people want to do to you, right? In the past, it's all been like, okay, they would like, they would take a little bit and they would give a little bit, ba- a little back in order to like, you know, shut you up and keep you happy and things like that. And you think that, oh, we beat them back. We won or whatever. Now it's just like, they just take and take and take and take. There's no give back anymore at all. And it's because he's not running the show. It's all the people behind him that are running the show, and it is just a complete shit show. And I think you're right. I think there are parts of this country where people are like, "No, I've had enough. I'm done. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not listening anymore because it's complete bullshit." 
And I think that's reassuring. I, I think it is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily have said that maybe like two, three months before the election. But after the election, it's been so evident where just no one's happy like at all. And they're yeah. so pissed and, and like they want to rebel is basically what's happening. Yeah, I have a hard time respecting a president that doesn't have hands. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just apparitions. <laughs> have you heard that, that conspiracy theory that doesn't have hands? <laughs> Well, I mean, you never see them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I, I think the joke came from that one, like, uh, do you see that one little clip where there was that weird, like, I mean, some people say it was some weird lens thing, but where his yeah. hand literally passed through the fucking mic. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So that, that's where the, the conspiracy theory came from. That he doesn't have hands because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like CGI'd his hands on. <laughs> I, so. that, that's like a perfect example, too, of just how ridiculous it has all become. Like, it is all literally like pomp and circumstance bullshit to the point where you don't even know what reality is anymore, right? Like yep. even when he's standing in the Rose Garden giving a press conference or something like that, most people know that 99% of the words that come out of his mouth are complete bullshit. Like mm -hmm. they're a complete lie or they're some kind of like word salad to get you to think something good is happening when really they're just kind of crapping on you anyway. Um, and so the fact that his hand goes through the mic is just a perfect example of like, that's not the outlier. That's just stat. Like that's normal. Like yeah, that's wasn't the day. That crazy. But I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be not crazy. My theory, my theory there is, I think the the mics were CGI'd in, and I think that was the press doing it yeah. to make it seem like a more important scene. Because oh, yeah. the, the whole line of mics there, like in the periphery, I think it makes it seem more important. But like, whereas probably only like one or two people there in reality, so it looks yeah. like there's a whole bunch of people like paparazzi waiting for Biden. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm on board with you. I I think that's entirely that's completely what it is. I think you you've like um, so like when the inauguration happened, I called it a coronation. It wasn't an inauguration. Like the inauguration used to be pretty simple. Now it's like uh, I mean you're a, you're a comic book guy. I'm you're I'm pretty sure you're familiar with uh, like Empire Strikes Back and stuff like that. I mean it is literally. A, a carbon copy of shit that happens that the empire does to like exalt the 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 emperor like that's exactly what it is and that's you know they had the select celebrities they're all dressed to the nines and everything like that and that's basically what it is now it's just a complete show it has absolutely nothing to do with any substance whatsoever you know yeah we're seeing we're seeing a return to the divine right of kings and i i think you're really seeing how it's it's kind of a religion too and that I, and the thing is, though, that's where I'm kind of getting. I think we're going to see a big bifurcation with the next century where, like, mm -hmm. we're going to see, like, people going – it's going to be a big divide. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be, like, this perfect, like, north-south shit. I think it's probably going to be, like, something along the lines of rural and city and, like, blue and red to some yeah. extent, you know. But, like, I think if you're – so, basically, essentially, if you're in a fucking – if you're in a blue state in a city and you are in any way dependent on a state, like – you need to fix that because it's going to yeah. get rough in the next like century. And it may not even be so rough for you, but the big thing is I think it's like uh, one thing I, I don't know who I was talking to, but it was kind of like this idea of like how religion works in like, mm -hmm. if I was born in the middle East, I'd be Muslim. If I was born in Israel, I'd probably be Jewish. Like, yeah. so if you're born there uh, under that rule, you're probably going to be a statist. So it's more about, it's also about breaking your, your, you know, your progeny, your, your future generations away from that too. So, yep. uh, and I think that's the best path forward for Liberty. I think uh, we're, 
I think that we have this like split essentially. And I know I don't know if we'll ever necessarily get this like balkanization or this like complete breakaway, but I think it might just be to get to this point where it's like, yeah, we're a state, but eh, you know, kind of just like just kind of like this iffy, wishy-washy type bullshit, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm 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 hes- hesitantly optimistic that more rural municipalities will take that um, will take that route where they they chase the interlopers out and they go look the state and the federal government have no dominion here y'all can go back to your ivory towers and do whatever the hell you want over there but you're not coming into our town and i think that that is more likely to affect positive change in terms of decentralizing the power structure um, then, you know, like you said, you know, a, a state seceding doesn't matter anymore because as, as red as red states get, there are still, you know, populous areas that are deep blue. And so you're never going to fully get, you know, like a state that like secedes and like everyone's happy. You're going to get a state to secedes and then, you know, a ton of people are pissed off. And then what's going to happen? Well, they're going to essentially try and take power back, you know, um, or they're going to cry to D.C. and be like, you can't do this to us. Don't leave us here. And that's what makes secession not peaceful anymore when, you know, the the empire decides that they don't want to allow the the slaves to essentially break up what they've put together and constructed with their centrally planned hands, you know? Um, yeah. And I think the great thing about what I'm thinking the future would be is it's not this simple as like how our civil war was, where it was two factions. Cause you were kind of getting at that. It's like, it's, it's the whole idea of like, people say like, Oh, if you had an anarchist state, like what if China invaded? It's like, who the fuck are they going to take over? Like, and that's <laughs> kind of the same idea with like this, where if you have this like loosey goosey, like, this like kind of rural city divide where it's like the rural, like, yeah, maybe they're kind of miniatures. It's dish. Maybe there's a fucking sheriff in some areas, whatever, but it's almost like they have less of this, like importance of the state or this like, you know, pomp and circumstance or whatever. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, who are you going to fucking, you know, you know, kill or overthrow to be like, well, you're fucking, you're back in the cult. Like, yeah. Who? Like, it's just, (laughs) that's not, that's the beauty of decentralization. There's no one, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just going like, no to wear off. yourself out. It's like, it's the same idea of like, how the fuck do you take over Afghanistan? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. I, I, uh, and uh, uh, Rothbard talks about it in Anatomy of the State, right? Like, they have to convince you that you're the one at risk. You're not at risk. It's the people that are in power that are at risk, right? And they, they try and make you think that you, you're you fighting right along with them, but you really aren't. Like, you're fighting for their interests to stay in control, and they try and make you think that some other master is coming along who's much worse and more dangerous than they are, and they're all benevolent and everything like that. I mean, it's it's I, it's really ironic, some of these things that people hold on to. Um, in fact, you, you were on a show recently. Um, you were on... Uh, live from the gulag or whatever recently um and you were kind of talking about that last little bit right that people hold on to between monarchist and anarchist um and that idea of kind of like the necessary evil part of it um what do you think that is is it just like a defense mechanism is it fear of being truly free like what do you think it is i i I do i just think it's one of those things it's like it's so ingrained because that's why I said it was the same thing to me for like I for hmm. probably a good like year or two like well I when I basically around the time I started listening to Dave and all through like Dave made so many arguments like in different ways and like it it took me sitting down and reading Anatomy of State and like having a full cohesive like breakdown of 
like why it's not necessary essentially because like the way Rothbard comes out of that from what I recall is kind of like his whole concept there is like it's going to go to shit no matter what the the, the myth that we're going to have this like perfect setup that's going to keep it all together like no it's going to go to shit it was destined to go to shit no matter what so like I mean that was that and even then, like from years listening to Dave, it's just one of those things where like I always had some other thing where like it's just a cognitive dissonance of like I can always be like, well, this other thing or, or what about that? And, you know, like, what the fucking roads? <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever, you know, and I, I know it sounds dumb once you're past that divide. So yeah. I don't know. It is just one of those things. I think it's just so deeply ingrained in us. It's also like you don't want to feel like you're crazy. But yeah. now I'm just very loose. Even the, with me being in the military, I'm very loosey goosey. I... I ad I very much advocate on not taking the don't be the don't be the crossfitter that tells everyone he's a crossfitter you know like don't yeah. be that guy but yeah. say if someone asks you and you're like hey what do you think you're like oh, I don't really think the government should have shit to do with this or, or whatever you don't even necessarily have to say anarchist but like well what if they but don't also don't shy away from it either don't like be like dancing around it like say if they if someone directly asked you like well what do you think and you're like well I don't think we should have a government at all like yeah there you go like and they're like are you an anarchist I'm like yeah that's who I am yep. I mean, I feel like if you are act reasonable like that, people, I mean, yeah, it might raise an eyebrow, but generally they were not going to immediately just assume you're some like burn it down, you know, type, you know, especially if you're not like in their face and being a cunt about it. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. You know well, I don't know. so and and to your point, like um, at, at the very least, like if you are if you are like half assed about it, if you're like weak in your delivery, if you're apologetic. Like, don't be apologetic for what you believe or you feel, right? Like, and if you are apologetic to the point where you don't, like, truly believe enough to be unabashedly that, then you need to read more or study more or, like, listen to some other people more. But if you are sold, if you are of that mindset where you're ANCAP or at the very least, like, monarchist or whatever, and you're in that room and someone asks you, don't fucking, like, say it quietly and meekly and all this. Be like, no, I think that's bullshit. Right. And then when they come back at you, don't try and think that you're going to be their best friend by like backpedaling and kind of like softening the message. If anything, like listening to people like Michael Malice has has taught me this. Those people that are so set in their ways, whether it's because of propaganda or they're complicit in themselves, in it themselves, like, you know, uh, enslaving themselves mentally, you are not going to get them to wake up by trying to be their friend. Right. Like you get them to wake up by telling them in the most in the simplest, most harsh terms why you think they are full of shit. Right. And you know what? They're probably not going to respect you at the end. But like, you know, one out of a 100 might where all of a sudden they're like, wow, no one ever said that to me that way. You know, um, and, and I think a lot of us had that moment where it was like someone just stood up and went, fuck the state. And we were like, holy shit, did he just say that? Right? Like, and it was something where it was just like, you immediately it clicked and you were like, wow, I've felt that all along. You know, um, we got uh, Rogue popping in. I used to think the state was necessary for military defense, but I realized that isn't the case in the end. Its existence is a threat to defense, which is true. They always go after the military targets first, right? If you're a person and you're like, oh, we live near the Air Force Base or whatever, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> you're the first place to get bombed, right? Like, that's that's <laughs> definitely what it is, right? Um, and then Rogue saying, Tom Wood sold me on anarchism in the end. Um, he's very stubborn, too. And then we got, dude, everyone go to Top Lobster. Do you, are you a Top Lobster guy? Me? Yeah, I, no, I like, I like Top Lobster. We, we've talked before. 
trying to get him to work on an intro for me. He's so uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> he he's in he's in high demand. I know that yeah. much. Josh Smith keeps him extremely busy. Yeah. Um, they regard your money as their property, and even more nefarious, your children as their property. Um, and I I completely agree with that. They think they have dominion over you, your assets, your kids, your kids' kids. And that's why I'm I'm on board with you. Like anything you can do to d detach or separate yourself from that control mechanism, I think is going to be a positive in the end. Um, you just have to understand that sometimes the system defends itself by, you know, coming to try and, uh, I, you, you are a uh, big 2A guy, I would imagine. I mean, not necessarily 2A, but I, in a sense, yes. I'm a, well, I'm, the natural, the natural yes. right of defense. Yeah, yes, I mean, yeah. I think I think 2A is fake and gay, but you know, I'm all <laughs> yeah. for the natural right of self-defense. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 not, I'm not as much of a gun guy as I would like to be. I have I have guns. I mean, I'm not. I I don't have the kind of time to be like the range guy that goes all the time. The funny thing is, like everyone thinks I'm military, and I'm some like, you know, I'm, everybody has this idea of military being a badass. Like, dude, I probably like I could. Like I've I've been in eleven years and I probably it's probably less than five times I've gone to the range in my in a professional capacity in the military. So right. maybe even less than three. I think it might be at like three, I think. So yeah. people have this idea that, you know, let that be also less than anyone out there. Whenever you hear someone say, like, as a military person, blah, 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 especially if they're making an anti like gun fucking argument, tell them to eat a dick, because that doesn't mean a goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like at yeah. all. Like yeah. Like even if I did go annually or semi-annually, that doesn't make me a, a weapons expert, you know. Yeah. And the majority of the military is not uh, combat. Like I'm a mechanic, so like the vast majority of the military is not combat. And even if they were, it's like cool. What you like shoot like you shoot what probably I don't know how, what most of they probably quarterly. Like mm -hmm. so, it's like okay. Like most like big gun guys do that way more often and. They will tell you right, right off the bat that that dude who goes to the, you know, to qualify for the military ain't shit. Like, yeah. I had typo on my show not too long ago from buying the bullet, and we were talking about this, and he was a marine, so he actually like legit like shot more, and mm -hmm. he was talking about how like it's like even like I know for me even a few times I've gone it's a joke like they are trying to they're trying to like funnel sheep through a system like they want you to get qualified that way you can say you're good to shoot and you're good to go deploy or whatever. But yeah. like they will like they will legit like cheat for you and shit to get you the number you need to pass. And even if you don't pass, like all they're gonna do is have you come back again the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It doesn't mean a damn thing. So yeah. Yeah, I know it's just it's silly. It's it's all silly. The illusion yeah. people have about the military. But yeah. I know I kind of went on tangent there. But I, I felt like no. that was kind of what you were implying. No, no, I, and and um, like, I'm a two A guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I and to the point where i've had discussions with like kind of like my 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 local group of friends um and we're all of the same mindset and it even makes us cringe when we say like 2a right because from our standpoint like uh, I'm, I'm a big you know proponent of of shane hazel and his conversations about the constitution versus the you know the articles of confederation and things like that and the fact that the Second Amendment shouldn't even need to be said, right? Like, and so to say you're two way, it's it's actually more accurate if you just say I'm pro self defense, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm pro. And then you're like, well, what limitation? No limitation, right? Like if I'm being attacked, I literally get to nuke you as long as I don't yeah. kill someone else. Get right? me like, the fucking McNuke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly, right? Like that, I think that is more encompassing because we also, anyone who's really strong in, you know, gun rights and, and, and personal defense, you run into so many of these people that, again, the, the same dynamic as other aspects of politics, like these, these boomer cons that are basically like, oh, well, you know, uh, sensible gun laws are okay and the NRA is fantastic and all this other stuff. And you're like, no, you don't understand. You are essentially advocating for your own imprisonment, right? Like the cell gets smaller every single day. You're just like, oh, well, it only got smaller by this much today. So we won. No, that's not a win. You still lost, right? Like that mm -hmm. that is continually the backslide that we've been on. So um, I, I always ask that question and it does make me cringe when I say, you know, are you pro 2A or whatever? Yeah, but like, then you get this weird, like, thing, too, and a lot of people push back and be like, well, you know, like, are you glad we have the 2A or whatever? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe. It's kind of, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, try to play this historical argument of, like, look, we have the 2A and look what we have. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't rewind time and remove the 2A and then fast forward time and see how things work out. I have no idea if we'd be in a similar state with or without I don't fucking know. So, yeah. like, I mean, there are other countries that have guns, like, that don't have a 2A. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I don't know. I think the answer to that question is, well, when the first person tried to take another person's gun, did they get shot in the face? If mm. they did, then we would be right where we are, if not better. If if they were like, oh, okay, go ahead, take my firearm, then, you know, then we'd probably be Australia right now, yeah. right? Like, or, or England, you know. I think a lot of people also forget, too, what a young country we are. So when they do bring up arguments like that, like, aren't you happy we have the Bill of Rights or the Second Amendment or whatever the fuck? It's like, we're also, like, a super young country. So, I mean, it would be pretty logical to think, like, well, maybe that's just because we're, like, not as far along in our development in that sense. You know, like, maybe we haven't got to the point where we take all the guns. They yeah. haven't turned the tyranny inwards yet. They're working on it. So. Yeah. Well, and and, and the the you know the the uh, constitutional originalists and traditionalists. When I say this, they get really pissed off. And I was like, Yeah, we only been around for two hundred fifty years. It went to shit really quickly, didn't it? <laughs> it was it was like the biggest moonshot, and then the fall quickest fall from grace ever is pretty much what it's lining up to be right now. You know, um, all we did was shorten the timeline. That's what we were effective at. <laughs> um, we got uh, Rogue talking about, I was learning about the inv invasion of Norway in World War II today. Norwegian citizens couldn't resist because they didn't have access to muni munitions, so they fell to Germany really easily. I, I think the, the, the real like answer from history is that ultimately at the end of the day, you can band together with other people to defend yourself. Like nothing's to say that you're on your own. And I think that's a trope of people that are like, oh, you're an anarchist, you're an agorist. You just want to be alone. And you're like, no, it's actually more on us to form collective markets and things like that because we have to self-assemble. We have to put these things together as opposed to, you know, as a, as a collective versus it being centrally planned. Um, I'm trying to get a union of egoists for any Sterner, <laughs> Sterner people out there, you know? So, yeah. Which I, I like that concept. I don't know if you read Sterner. I was like, the idea is that it's just a union of egoists and a union is different because I forget what the other thing he says is like a union or something else, but a union's different because the idea is that you can break away at any point and if, for, you know, like you're banded on one thing and if like it's not you're all individuals, but you're coming together for a certain thing. And if it's not like a collective in the sense that we're a fucking Borg or whatever, you know, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and no one or small subset of that group holds sway more so than anyone else. I mean, and it's not socialism either, because again, you have that out, right? Like, I think that's the other thing is like, as an ANCAP, do you get along with ANSOCIAL kind of people or? Uh... I mean, I don't really, it's not like I necessarily interact with them. I mean, I've always said, I don't like people get like super butthurt and like about the whole ANSOC, ANCOMS, but I'm like, my biggest thing is like, as long as you're not like, Essentially, as long as you're cool with, like the NAP, I don't give a fuck what economic system you think is going to go on. As long, like yeah. I, because the, the thing is, people like I know technically there are traditional definitions for ANSOCs and ANCOMs or whatever, but at the end of the day, a lot of people don't really hold true to their specific like you know assigned labels or whatever. So like yeah. I feel like it's better to interact on an individual level. Be like, are you saying if I make a property claim that you will fucking you know implement violence to fucking negate that property claim? Yeah. Like, and if they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, fuck you. But if, if yeah. not, then it's like, okay, cool. Then you're just saying that you think magically the state went away. We'd have like, for some reason, we would all just throw off property rights. Well, I'm not going to, but you can assume that everyone else will. That's cool. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, you can give yours up. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, if, if you're going to give me a piece of your stuff, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And even then, even with the like, I mean, this is the whole diagonal unity thing where it's like the whole idea of like throwing off it. There is some... I mean, it is kind of like a dangerous game. You're a little bit playing with fire. But at the same time, in some senses, I can kind of get with that and, like, you know, not necessarily working with them, but being about it. Because it's like, sure. I, don't, I mean, as long as you're, like, not for hurting people, like, not, I guess, if you think violence is okay with a proper, like, for property right claims, as long as you aren't the majority, cool. Fucking try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? Like, I mean, as long as it's not like, it's like, cool. Some fucking hippies think they can, you know, without, like, I mean, if we're talking about, like, the Bolsheviks and shit, like, okay, it's a little bit different story. Like, okay, like, not cool. But if it's just these modern-day commies we have that, like, think, like, oh, you know, we're going to – okay, cool, whatever. Like, yeah. as long yeah. as we're all for getting rid of the government, like, you can pretend, like, you can play your little art bullshit. Like, you're going to, like, come to my house with shit you don't know how to use. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that is a perfect answer. I think that's a good note to, to end on, like – that individual answer, right? Is like, yeah. look, if if you're cool with me being over there and you being over here, and if we want to associate, we can. If we don't want to associate, then we can stay our own, you know, spots, and we don't like send some government agent after each other in order to like exert our will on each other. Cool, you can call yourself whatever the fuck you want. Like, I really don't care, you know. Um, yeah. And if you want to give up, like, if you want to voluntarily give up your property to everyone else, have a ball. Like, have fun. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm yeah. not going to choose to, but. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, I go for it. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when a state goes away, somehow we decide that's most, you know, the special arrangement for everybody, and we end up doing that. I don't fucking know. I don't think yeah. so, but, like, you yeah. know. No, it's, yeah. So, but. Uh, yeah. Look, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Uh, I'm on YouTube, uh, No Way Jose. Uh, I'm also on basically any any podcatchers. You know, you can find me, No Way Jose. Uh, I like money, so if you guys want to give me money, you can hit me up at patreon.com slash nowayjose2020. I'm also on endthefed.app, which is a kind of like a – I guess you can almost think of it like a crypto Patreon. I mean, the, the goal for that thing was to be like an app store. It's still very, very fledgling. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of people on it. So, you know, the more people get on it, the better. And we'll see where uh, But, yeah, I'm on there. No way, Jose 2020. I think I'm like the first, like, content creator on there. So, like, awesome. you know, I don't know. If people want to hop on that, cool. But, um, yeah, um, so definitely go check that out. I'm like 60 subs out from 300. And 
I would like to be able to put my shit on Odyssey and not have to manually update. So if you guys could do that, that'd be fucking dope because I'm lazy and I don't want to have to have more shit that I got to put my stuff on <laughs> so I can just sync with my YouTube channels. <laughs> I, I got uh, I got Jeremy Kaufman coming on in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll throw in a good good word for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, tell him, tell him you know somebody at about 250 that really doesn't yeah. want to manually update. <laughs> <laughs> I, he'll buy you a beer i swear yeah. yeah like just spot me those 50 subs and let me yeah. fucking just sink because <laughs> i'd rather be on there honestly it's just i know that's where the people are at is youtube right now but there is some i think there very much is merit to being on other spots because it's like i mean i learned this game with social media i'm i'm more active on twitter whereas i was on facebook back in the day but now i'm on like everywhere so yeah. and i think there's something to that so yeah i it's um I'm getting to the point where some of my content will only live on blockchain um, to try and get some of the eyes there because I, it is it's it's eye opening the difference in terms of the community how things work. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the future. It's not here yet. I mean like it's not universally adopted or anywhere close to that, but it's getting there. So um, you know I'm going to do my part, anything I can to pull people over there. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Jeremy for you. We'll we'll figure this out. But uh, uh, look, I'm I am back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Definitely stop in. We're going to be talking some more natural rights hierarchy of law. I got Josiah back tomorrow night. And uh, look, Jose, thank you very much. Have a good evening. All right, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yep, awesome.